I'm so mad at Drake, y'all. I'm so mad. Like, dog. Wow. I'm currently, well, I guess not currently because potting right now, but before that, I was in the process of listening to the album, not the album that I created. That's, you know, I guess that's the last y'all heard from me. But I was actually listening to the entire album the way that Drake gave it to us. And I'm on, um, whatever i'm I'm on 8 a.m in charlotte and i'm listening to 8 a.m in charlotte and this is like the fourth song that i'm just like this is a great ender to an album and i got another fucking six seven songs to go like i'm i'm very, still very much frustrated about that but you can never be too frustrated when the alma mater wins shout out to the alma mater and shout out to everybody listening whose alma mater won this past weekend uh i guess we'll just go ahead and start with that utsa and uab uh not really much to say, honestly. Trent Dilfer is his first um, first year as a head coach. Obviously, you know the history and everything with Trent Dilfer. I'm glad he has the opportunity to get out there. And he's kind of, I mean, we saw him, what, two weeks ago when he was fucking yelling at one of his coaches or something like that. And, hey, you know, that's the type of fire that you got to have when you, like, that's, you want to see that. That's somebody that cares. That's somebody that gives a fuck. And the more people that you have like that, it's good. Now, obviously, you it'd be best if we're all on one accord but at the end of the day we all have the same end goal in mind so but uh utsa i I expect it to win so i'm not too i i'm not gonna harp on it too much uh also when i have to backdoor it with outside of my alma mater winning um the two schools i'm a fan of uh did not have the best of weekends uh usc and Notre dame i was hopeful i was hopeful but uh also just kind of knew that uh Notre Dame well, I, I knew a couple of things to be true I knew USC's defense is non-existent and I know Notre Dame has played a much different a much tougher con- uh, schedule thus far in the season and not only have they played a much tougher schedule thus far in the season they're a much better defensive team now you know me, offense. I'm all <laughs> I'm all in on the offense. You know, gotta obviously acknowledge that. <sighs> Which is why I was hopeful. I was hopeful. There we've seen cases before where the number one on. I'm not saying Notre Dame was the number one uh, defense, and I'm not saying USC is the number one offense. Even though I'm pretty sure they're up there, but we've seen cases where the number one offense goes against the number one defense, and one team dominates so we see oh well defense wins or we see offense wins so we've seen it all a bunch of ways before uh i just knew i I mean i've seen the competition that us i mean hell we don't even have to go back that far last week (laughs) last week they were at home with a backup quarterback against arizona it went to triple overtime last week there's on on the East Coast. I mean, people like look. I mean, Notre Dame is like a fucking blue blood in the in this shit. Like, there's people that believe Sam Hartman should be the Heisman, and I mean, they're on the East Coast, so they're as far as numbers are concerned, might be more. Because I mean, Caleb has to not only deal with the fact that he won it last year, but he has to share it with every other quarterback in the Pac-12. Pac-12 is fucking crazy, y'all. It's fucking crazy. Shout out to Washington for beating Oregon, and now it looks like they're in pole position to be in the playoffs granted if they can continue to finish on and win the conference and they still have quite a few teams uh games to play i believe uh usc and washington still uh have to see each other so pac-12 is this season they're going out with an absolute fucking bang absolute 
Bang. Okay, let's not get crazy right now. Um, and then I uh, will guess go ahead and uh, yeah, that's USC loss. I mean, I, I kind of expected it, so I mean, I'm not really that. Anyway, so I'm going back and forth between USC and UTSA, but I need to be fully invested. I can't. I, I prefer to not be going back and forth with two teams that I care about. Um, if it's just you know like it typically when you're going back and forth, at least for me, when you're going back and forth, it's like. There's a game that you care about, and then there. Actually, no. If it's the game that you care about, you're just watching that one. I'm just watching that one. If it's just a game in general, then yeah, I'll go back and forth through whatever the fuck. Or there's a player that I like more than yeah, but it's it was difficult trying to go back and forth between two teams that you really really care about, and still early in the season. So well, early in the season for USC, so they still have quote unquote national championship aspirations, and UTSA, they still. I've already talked about the position that I believe for them to be in. But it was tough because I'm going back and forth. I'm like, fuck, how do I decide who to like, who do I, who do I give it up to? Like, there's the team that I've been a fan of, like, damn near my entire life. And then there's also like, you know, the school that I actually went to and like played for. So it, it, it was tough. It's tough to decide. I actually, I actually called Alan. We, we talked about it for a second. Uh, but the thing is, it's different because the question I asked him, I was just like, so if you could pick. West Texas A&M winning a national championship or Texas A&M winning a national championship, who would you pick? He said Texas A&M, no hesitation. I was just like, okay, I get that because, I mean, yeah, you've been a fan of A&M for, you know, your whole life, but, I mean, you know, you did also go here, but then, again, at the same time, you know, it's a bit different of a question because in a perfect world, both of his teams, like they're one team winning doesn't stop another from winning the national championship for him. Um, for me, that's, uh, that's not possible. So it was, it's, it's tough. Obviously UTSA is out of the national championship picture more than likely. I mean, there might be a 1%. I mean, we got to see chaos in the last couple of weeks, but more than likely they're very, very, very much out of the national championship picture. But USC, USC honestly is out of it. Was out of it before the game, but they, you know, if they would have performed much better and hell won the game, they could still be alive and have a chance. But their only way USC was going to make the national championship was by going undefeated. And in that Pac-12, I just I know, not just not only just being in that Pac-12, but having that defense like the with the sample size is large enough. It, this is week seven or eight. Like we, we've seen enough. We know what your defense is and what it isn't. The fact that they were made it to be six and zero, oh, like that's a bit of a, an accomplishment in its own right. Now, if they're able to right the ship and not lose any more games, then they can still possibly, possibly make it in there. Because the Pac-12 is going to be respected this season. But that's a fact. That is a fucking fact. Now uh, we need to discuss the game that happened on Friday. Colorado and Stanford. So, Colorado was having their way and getting any and everything that they wanted in the first quarter and also in the second quarter. So, I guess I could have just set the first half. But, <laughs> but uh, it looked like uh, it was what I was expecting for it to be. I was very much certain that Colorado, this is going to be the ultimate bounce-back rebound game. Honestly, I, I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised if this was their homecoming 
Like, <laughs> I would have made this the homecoming if it was up to me type shit. So, that, well, I mean, I guess early in the season, I guess you wouldn't know that Stanford was going to be as good or I guess you would whatever. But that would have been a perfect game to be a homecoming. This is a game that you could just write off checkbook like, hey, this is a win. This is a win. Obviously, we got to show up and we got to do our jobs, but this is a win. And boy, did they show up in that first half. They looked like they, in that first half, they looked like USC against them. They looked like Oregon against them. They looked like a dominant team in the Pac-12. So I decided to turn the game off. <laughs> I figured, like, this was a lock. This was signed, sealed, delivered. So I decided to just uh, enjoy my Friday night from that point on. And then uh, later on, as the night progressed, I decided, you know, I pull out my phone and I'm just like, okay, what what the fuck? What's going on? How much do these niggas win by? Like, I'm sure they busted their ass. Like, Shadur probably have 500 yards. Like, what, what, what all did they do this game? Let's, let me see the numbers. Let me see the highlights. And I was shocked to not only see that the game was still going on. I was all but certain that the game would have been over at that point. But uh, I see that it's a three-point game. I see Colorado has scored a field goal since, or no. They hadn't scored at all <laughs> since I last see them or saw them. And somehow Stanford came all the way back and was down three. So I was like, okay, now I need to see what the fuck happened. And this guy, Elik Aomornar, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, Aominer, A- I can't, I, I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember, but he's Canadian. No, uh, bro, bro. The numbers are crazy, but in football, it's different. Because you can have a crazy statistical game, but really you have one outlier play. Now, you get credit for the play, absolutely, 1,000%. But that's that's a lot of times what it is, like like in the NFL, like with running, like when a guy runs for like 200 yards, he, he more than likely had a 50, 60, 70 within there. It's not often. It's very rare that it's just a steady four or five a pop for 250 like 300 shit like that like nah he probably like Corey dillon jamal lewis back in the day when they went crazy like yeah they had them long ones within there derrick henry whenever he goes crazy jonathan taylor whenever he goes crazy hasn't yet but you know what i'm saying that there's typically a big one within that So I'm also looking to see, like, okay, what the fuck happened? I, I saw the 97-yard touchdown that the guy had. Um, dude from Colorado fell. I also saw the other touchdown that the dude had um, in the third quarter. And I was like, okay, that looks like it could be Travis's fault, but it also looks like it was a zone and did whatever. But <sighs> Colorado's offense being completely shut down, that's what's the real issue. That's what's really problematic. Like the defense giving up as many points as they did, honestly, like the anomaly was the first half them holding them to zero. Like we, I, we can't be mad at the defense. The defense actually low key had a good game by holding them to forty three. Okay, that was triple overtime, so I shouldn't even say that. Whatever it was before that, the defense, the defense, I would not say is the reason why. But in the Pac twelve, I mean to be honest with you, I'm sorry. In the Pac twelve, every game is won and lost because of the defense. I'm sorry, I have to say that because. <laughs> It seems like everybody got points. Everybody's got an offense. Like, 43 points, you should be able to win a game. You should. Now, okay, you went to overtime and everything, but yeah, 43, you should be able to win a game. I mean, a 29-point lead, you should be able to win a game. 
a 29-point cushion defense if you can just hold on to 29 points for me in the second half. But at the same time, you know, offense, you know, should have did more. Should have did more. But at this point, this is going to be very difficult for Colorado. Like, Colorado is going to have to... Oh, fuck. Yeah, they're going to have to... They're going to have to shock the world to be bowl eligible now. Because uh, they're now, what, uh, they're four... Four and three, yeah, they needed that one. That hurt. Four and three. UCLA, I mean, look, I've seen a, a little bit of UCLA. It's possible that they beat them, but that's gonna be it's 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 gonna they're gonna have to earn it, especially going into the Rose Bowl. But it, it's it's not crazy. It's not outside the realm of possibility. And they also have a bye week before it, so they're on bye right now. So uh, it's possible. I'm not, I'm not gonna rule it out. Um, then they're home against Oregon State. Oregon State has been good the past couple of years. Got to give it up to them so that that'll be difficult. I'm um, trying to find two wins for them. Arizona, that's going to be tough because I've seen what Arizona just did with USC. I mean, you, they lost, but I've I seen that. And then we got, shit, they got Washington State. As, as of this moment, four of their last five games are against ranked opponents. So, uh <clears throat> We had a run. We had a run. Okay. We had a run. Now, I guess we should start to get into the real pod. I guess I've uh, stroked y'all enough. Pause. Or gave foreplay for the women. It's really crazy that there's... I'm not going... Okay. Appreciate y'all for listening. What I want to talk about today is, and I'm sure that this is not unique to me. I'm sure we all deal with this in our own different way. But the birthday ban. There's people... I'll speak about I'll speak on myself. I'll speak on myself. There's people that come into my life and you know there's obviously all degrees and levels to the relationship and all that. And I'm just noticed about myself even oftentimes to a fault that I am just, I, I'm extremely loyal. And there's, you know, it could be a multitude of factors as to how that is and why that's my makeup. And I mean, over life and over time, I've had to come to just understand that what you do and who you are is not, that you're not going to get that. So if you're treating people and doing things based off of how they treat you, then you're it's never going by. You just got to just be you, accept it, and what they do is what they do, and it is what it is. But for me, it it's hard to, I guess, disattach, detach, <laughs> dumbass. It's hard to detach 
um, from relationships or, and I like to say relationships because I don't really believe in friend. Like if I, if it's friendship, then it's like, uh, it's not, it's not as, it's not real, honestly, in my opinion. Uh, like there's, but <laughs> it's not real, but I mean, you know, because of toxic masculinity, which I am a proponent of, uh, I'm not going to say like, oh yeah, like we're in a relationship talking about like one of my friends who's a male. Like, I'm not going to say this is a relationship. Like, I would, like, just say that our friendship, but what I really, I really mean, pause, is a relationship. Again, pause, but it's, I, I don't, I can be cordial, but I don't, like, if I fuck with you, I, like, dead ass, like, fuck with you all the way type shit. And I noticed that with birthdays. Recently, a birthday of somebody that I would fit that category, somebody that I fuck with and, you know, like just all the way ride or die <laughs> type shit. Uh, we had, I guess, I wouldn't really call it a falling out, but I guess it ended up being <laughs> or has at least at this point ended up being a falling out. And honestly, given the situation, this probably was the falling out because I don't think there'll be any reconciliation um, but they, uh, their birthday just passed, or, well, like, recently, and I, that was the first time in a long time, for, honestly, first time since we've known each other, or I've known them, that it was just like a, in my mind, fuck your birthday. Like, I'm not saying you got to, like, stop the world or whatever for, you know, people's birthday, people that you care about or whatever birthday. I mean, obviously, there's levels of severity, I guess, to it. But also, <laughs> also, I see I see birthdays differently. So that's anyways. But if you fuck with somebody at the, at the bare minimum, you can acknowledge the date of their birth. You know what I mean? And knowing that that day was there and the thing with me like i'm i know i know this shit like i i know like and again i'm not saying i'm special by any means i'm sure everybody knows birthdays of people that they care about but like it's at least in my world like the people that i interact with like i know an abnormal number of birthdays like without the help of facebook like i like yeah like, cool the notification helps but like I can know just by like the calendar, like oh yeah, this is so and so's birthday. This is that, yeah, like bam, 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 bam. Like I just know, and I've noticed that because I kind of started as I noticed that a couple of days ago, I started thinking, just thinking about random people and just seeing, and I noticed that the closer I was with someone, I knew full birthday. Uh, if there was we're close, but like it's you know a little not as close i just know the month or or i know the date but don't know the month but which is crazy but it's that's just that's just what it is so i selfishly of me like it's not about them like fuck how they feel about me not wishing them their birthday <laughs> obviously you see like i said it's falling out but that entire day was extremely odd to me because i'm so just like damn like i'm like really a piece of shit like dirtbag like i mean <laughs> not and not just by you know just acknowledging like we've had disagreements and stuff in the past but it's odd that at this time it was 
uh, because of me, because of me, it was just, uh, fuck it. So, and I mean, that could mean absolutely nothing to them or it could mean everything to them. Uh, well, not everything, but you know what I mean? Everything as far as that or this relationship or friendship or I don't like that word. So yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And the easier, well, I think the easier it is for you to detach the less attached you were ever were. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that's just what I think about that. Something that was really bothering me the uh, other day, uh, a couple of days ago, actually, when, uh, when this was happening, because this, anytime I saw the date, I'm just like, damn, it's like, like, this is, this is why I honestly feel like I don't need shrooms. Like, I'd be like, what I'm telling you is a stupid ass, dumb ass thought. Like, this person doesn't give a fuck about me telling them or asking them, calling them to tell them happy birthday. I'm sure, well, this is my thinking. Maybe they do. But I'm just over here like, you don't give a fuck. And I, it's over here bothering me. Like, I'm thinking and overthinking and analyzing this bullshit. Imagine what I would be doing on fucking shrooms. That's crazy. But I still might be considering that. But it's um, it is it is pretty it is pretty nuts. It does signify the end for me. Like and that, the, I'm telling you, it is extremely hard. The honest, obviously, this wasn't the first first time, but it is extremely hard anytime somebody that you you care about a, a day of importance or something of importance is happening or has happened, and you know fuck your life because that's how obviously how narcissistic i am like if i don't acknowledge it like i mean there's a problem so like if i don't acknowledge it then it don't count like obviously anyway moving right along i also want to briefly famous last words (laughs) i've gained a new perspective over this whole ordeal in the Israel and based off of some of the research I shouldn't say that based off of the research that I've done um, it appears as if Palestine or the Palestinians or the Gaza Strip better yet uh, the the people of the Gaza Strip who are mostly Palestinian are all but backed into a corner. Now, when you're all but backed into a corner, there's only so much that you can do and so much that you can tolerate. And they have been like this for, I'm not sure how long, but there's been disagreements in that area for a long 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 time like a damn near ever since it started in 1948 or 47 48 i believe one of those 47 48 ever since israel was pretty much created um from palestine there's obviously been disagreements and issues with people ever since and uh it's leading to uh especially in this information age uh, it's leading to 
being somewhat manipulated. Now, I think it's absolutely wrong that everything that's going on as far as, you know, the bombings and killings and no, nobody agrees that nobody likes that. Nobody's rooting for it. Well, I guess I shouldn't say it. the people that are in control of it and the people that are the fucking reason why it's happening are probably happy that about it. But everyday people like you and me, we we don't want this. We don't want to see this. This nobody. This 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 isn't it. But we're being sold and told by our media one story and one thing and what we should be believing. And when you look and see the other side and like, I mean, just think about it. If on one hand you're being told that Hamas is a terrorist group and then you see people in France and Spain like supporting them, does that not at least spark your interest as to like, yo, why the fuck are y'all supporting a what I'm being told is a terrorist organization? Let me look into this. And then you look into this and realize, like, oh, they're kind of, like, backs against the wall type shit. Like, more or less, Palestine was originally there, Israel was created, and Israel kind of controls the majority of that landmass or that that country that you might be envisioning in your head or you look up, if you look up Israel. But within Israel, the West Bank and the Gaza Strip is mostly dominated by Palestinians but Israel claims the entire land so it's kind of Israel claims it all and is able to rule it all like on the geopolitical like in the grand scheme of the world but within that actual landmass there's these <laughs> there's these there's these beefs there's these beefs going on which make perfect sense and because it's all that whole landmass is is israel israel is able to put up military bases throughout it so they can put up military bases within let's put it to you like this they're putting military bases right next to or in the middle of palestinian dominated areas So if you were a, and I'm not, I'm not taking no side. I'm not taking no side. <laughs> if you were in a Palestinian um, perspective or not, and I'm not talking about Hamas, like, just like I've seen, there's Jews that like, or there's Jewish people that support or are, yeah, are supporting uh, liberating Palestine. Uh, I'm sure there's Palestinian people that uh, support Jewish people, uh, you know what I mean. I'm I'm not saying it's all one or the other. Even though, to be honest with you, outside the, like this whole melting pot shit is really over fucking rated. Because if you go pretty much a damn near anywhere in Europe or anywhere outside of here, damn near anywhere. I mean, in Africa it might be a little different, but anywhere outside of the United States, like them niggas is what we considered mega racist. Maybe not, maybe not a, a UK or, you know, like, you know, I guess those areas, but like Eastern Europe, oh, nigga, Poland, Romania, Austria, Hungary, like, they, they, nigga, the, they are, they, 
what we would consider. I'm not going to say they are. I would say they are what we would consider. They are their country first. They are Russian first. Or like, oh, my fault, but I use them out there like Russia first or Romania first or Austria first or whatever the fuck first. They are that first and they mean that shit and stand by that shit. We just acknowledge that we don't give a fuck about our shit. It's really cr- and that that and literally that is the reason why what is happening right now in Israel is happening right now. And the fact that I'm referring to it as Israel, Palestinian people would be very upset and be taken that as disrespect. And like don't you think like think about it like this. There was a whole landmass, the country that we know today as Israel used to be Palestine. Where do you think all those people went? A lot of them went to, you know, neighboring countries and nations and things like that. But mm, you think every single one of them did? Maybe some stayed. Maybe some. I'm not going to say anything, but maybe some stayed. There's been beef. There's been beef. And when they say that it's a Gaza genocide or when they say that there's um ethnic cleansing i'm not gonna say i believe the reasoning or anything like that but when you just look at the actions of what's being done it's really hard it's like okay maybe that's not what they're trying to do but what would a party or group of people that had the power to do a form of genocide against these people or an ethnic cleansing, if you will, if you were trying to do that, what would you be doing? And it would look probably pretty similar. I'm just saying. I wish we all wish it would stop. Don't know what would. Well, actually, I do, I do know what would, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Shout out, Ian. Shout out, Ian. We should uh, make Palestine the 51st state of the United States. <laughs> that would, uh, that, I mean, I would say that's fire, but with that, we can never do that because that would, well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Hawaii is, you know, similar, like whatever. But, well, I mean, I, the United States is the United States, dog. And the thing is, like, if we were to have the 51st state of the United States and, like, make it Palestine or, like, you know, take some land or whatever like that, make it the 51st state of the United States, it would be 99% Palestinian or Arab or whatever. Do you think they have the same interest as somebody from Idaho or Nebraska? Like, I get it. Like, the United States all have their own different identity or whatever the fuck. But, like, all the way over there, <laughs> you're going to call you niggas a state and, like, y'all have the same. Po- Honestly, I, th- I think that would put, that, put us more at risk because we ain't seen peace over there in a long time. Even if we proposed this and did this or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Let's say hypothetically 10, 15 years from now, there was a 51st state of the United States over there and it was Palestine. That would mean if whenever Israel decides to take back the Holy Land, they would be taking that back from us, the United States. And given the way that we already bend the knee, then we would just be giving it to them. So if we're doing that, all we're doing is kicking this current can, this current can down, down a little bit because we'll be at the exact same position. 
the exact same position. So making Palestine a 51st state wouldn't work unless we made that state here. And if we did that, then we're pretty much taking the Palestinian people away from what they consider their land. And I uh, don't really know if they're going to go for that just to go to what used to be considered the greatest country in the world. It's a lot going on right now. And then I kept it very tame, very tame. We're very like close to Iran getting involved in this. And if Iran gets involved in this, then that means BRICS is involved in this. And BRICS being, you know, obviously Russia, China and all that. And if that's the case, then we are, well, we're in World War Three.